You are listening to If It Has a Score, a podcast about movies, TV, sports, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim. Hey, welcome back to If It Has a Score. We're halfway through March, and we're back to having snow on the ground. We sure are. We are in the midst of March sadness, and I am sad to see snow this late in the year. <laughs> the ground is white, but the river is green. It's okay. That is true, yeah. It's a little frozen green. <laughs> frozen green river. River, yeah. I don't know if it's frozen, though. It hasn't gone that low below freezing, so I would assume that it's not. But I couldn't imagine standing out in the parade in this weather with it being this cold. You got to be a trooper in order to do that. Yeah, bundle up and... Yeah, stay the course. A true Chicagoan, right? <laughs> <laughs> All righty, we're going to start off um, with some news. All right. Who's going first? I, I don't know who you want to go first. I can go first. I feel like you've been going first and trying to steal the show. And That's true. Here I am putting my foot down. I'll go first. Fine. <laughs> so today, as we're recording this, March Madness begins. So that's right. I know we're in the midst of March sadness, but now 68 of the best teams in the country are competing for the national championship in NCAA basketball. Nice. Yes. So in other basketball news, we have to circle back to star NBA player John Morant, who we talked about last week, punching a 17-year-old in the face, flashing guns on several occasions. These are just couple of things we were referring to last week so the newest report on him is John Morant showed up to a high school gym with his parents baby daughter and quotations a group of men after his sister's volleyball beef so pretty much his sister at high school at a game was in a verbal confrontation with some other girls and in order to put an end to that, John Morant and people he's involved with and his family went up there to basically confront them yeah, in a very okay. ag- aggressive so like intimidate manner. Stuff, intimidate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. At a high school? At a high school, Jeez. yes. Grown adult men and other adults older than himself yeah, showing up to talk to teenagers. Right. Take, oh boy. putting manners in their own hands so as of last week i was saying that john morant was suspended for two games now he because they're looking into the most recent flashing of the gun on his instagram live they're looking into that further they're looking into like maybe how he got it to where he had it at maybe he brought it onto the team plane which would be a much larger deal than originally thought but nonetheless he is suspended indefinitely right now and it sounds like Grizzlies head coach head coach Taylor Jenkins has his own strict timetable in place for when he would want John Morant to return to the team so may even see him out for longer even if the NBA does allow him to come back right now he is away from the team right I mean I, I don't know the full situation. It just seems a little little escalated. Seems like they like jumped a couple steps there. 
I don't know. The players, I don't know if I mentioned this last week or not, the players also had a players-only meeting without John Morant. Now, you need to think this is somebody they viewed as a leader, as a role model. Oh, I mean like John Morant jumped a couple steps there oh. showing up with, with oh. all those people. Yes. That, that everything has escalated. So him playing basketball in his backyard at his estate and a 17-year-old was there with himself and others. And, yeah, those two were playing. They were talking a little trash. The 17-year-old did throw a basketball at his head, but the reports are that John Morant punched him in the face. He was on the ground, continued to punch him in the face, and then went into his home grabbed a gun, and, like, flashed a gun at the 17-year-old. So you want to talk right, about so escalating. Just, yeah, going yeah. a little far here. Yes. Really just, yeah, so jumping I, at it. That's that's a little much. Yeah, definitely. So since then and the other gun flashing thing, like I stated, the players have had a player-only meeting talking about how their former, current, however you want to say, like, team leader, best player, also – somebody that was kind of leading the charge he's kind of not so much recently but he he was in mvp discussions early on into the season and kind of like how that's all kind of fallen off because of his off the court right you know you can't what what happens off the court yeah does translate into you as a professional it affects the view of you so you just have you have to be professional both on and off the court, and if that's the way you're going to act, then you got to deal with the consequences. Absolutely. So yeah, there's going to be more on this to come. I would assume we'll probably find out more about several of the stories that he's been involved in. But what I would like to ask you, because I feel like we haven't been bridging as many gaps recently, I want to know who is the John Morant of Hollywood right now? Who is finding themselves in trouble like every other week or every month <laughs> i don't know if it's like a a right now thing but i mean mm-hmm. we talked about this a few weeks ago with um the flash oh Ezra yeah miller that's right had that string of crimes and like they're still releasing the movie like i just saw a trailer for it when i went out uh to the movies last and they're, they're still promoting it and everything despite the fact that he had that string of crimes. Like, he, he choked someone in mm-hmm. uh, 2020 in Iceland, and then uh, he was threatening people. He got arrested in Hawaii a couple times, and then, like, he was under some sort of, like, protective orders, and but, like, and, and then, like, teasing police at the fact that mm-hmm. they couldn't find him. So, like, he was all over the place, and he just kept going despite the fact that the movie was going to be coming out and like they wanted to finish film they weren't done filming they had to refilm a couple things um but but that behavior was affecting a lot of people because it was around the time of those those cuts that um hbo and discovery were making uh like this isn't on the platform anymore and this movie isn't going to be released and this mm, one so right. like everyone was like well how come these movies are getting scrapped but this guy's out here this person's out here um, acting like this and they're not facing any sort of repercussions whatsoever. That's true. It does make you wonder, right? Because we were talking about how unfortunate it was some of those films that were cut and how that could have been a great break for some people and could have been their way to get more roles 
in the future. But <laughs> like we said, um, sometimes like how well you're performing in your sports or in your movies or your TV show kind of unfortunately casts a shadow on like what you're doing off the set or off the court. You know, it's like right. they're aware of it, but then they try to brush it under the rug like as quickly as possible and right. move on. I think on. we said this last week that like it's it's unfair that celebrities seem to be held to a different standard. Like they mm-hmm. can break whatever rules they want, but they don't face the same repercussions or they get more second chances than anyone else would. I know. I find like myself talking about this every week the past month or maybe even more. So that's why I had to bring you into the conversation and be like, why don't you talk about somebody that's <laughs> doing some bad stuff so it doesn't seem like right. it's only in sports. <laughs> no, it's bad in, in all parts of the world, unfortunately. Yeah, so hopefully next week or next next week, maybe I'll just have all good news. I'm, I'm hoping, fingers <laughs> crossed. But I'll end this off on a higher note. So as we're recording this, the NFL draft is 47 days away. And as this episode comes out... The first day of the 2023 league year will be starting at noon Eastern time. But big personal news for myself as a Bears fan. Ahead of these dates, the Bears are trading the number one overall pick to the Panthers in exchange for. You ready? You sitting down for this? Yeah, I, I'm always sitting down. <laughs> the number nine pick, the number 61 pick. A first round pick in 2024, a second round pick in 2025, and wide receiver DJ Moore, who himself was a first round pick. So the Bears trade one pick, albeit it's the first overall pick. So similar to when we do our draft. Right. So someone first who's pick. Like really, you really want that person? Right? Yes. They have all of the leverage right now, they have all the flexibility right now, the Panthers do, to select. Whatever player it is they want, it is a quarterback that they want and that they need. However, the Bears end up with one, two, three, four picks. That's right, four picks and a player on top of that. So it's going to result in being at least five players. Maybe they could trade some of the other picks they have for even more picks. But as of right now, it's pretty much... One player for five players swap at the moment. So all right, that's a pretty good trade. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, that, that's quite five. the haul. Yeah, that'd be like if you and I were doing fantasy fantasy sports, and I said, "Hey, I'll let you pick first, but then I need to do the f- next five picks in a row, <laughs> and then after that, you're like, well, wait a minute, I wanted to pick Forrest Gump, and I wanted to pick." the guy from Green Mile, and I wanted to pick all these other players, but now I can't because yeah, you did. Right, right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy with it as a Bears fan. There are other teams that want and need quarterbacks. The Bears feel as though they don't because they have Justin Fields already. So going to use these picks on other players to play around Justin Fields. So despite what you may have heard about him, they're like, oh, trade him or – Oh, draft another quarterback instead. Listen, the rest of the media is lying to you, folks. This is <laughs> this is where you get real genuine news from. So that's true. We only spit truth. Absolutely. At least during this segment. So that's what I have for news. How about you take it away? Uh, I honestly don't have a lot of news right now. 
Obviously, we know we're recording this, and tonight is the Oscars. Mm-hmm. This is coming out on Wednesday, so the Oscars will have already happened. I made my predictions last week, so make seven sure to check them, those right? out. Yeah, mm-hmm. about seven predictions last week. So make sure to go check those out, and then you can call me out on Twitter if I'm wrong about any of them. Please do. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the Oscars go out tonight. A few things about I have a fun fact about the Oscars. Did you right. know that an Oscars award is only really worth like a dollar? Really? You mean as in the award, like the, the statue? Yeah, the statue. That they received that night? Really? Yeah, the Oscar award. Uh, so the Academy makes everyone agree to this special provision that they cannot resell their award or or sell it to to another person or whatever and even like their their family members or whatever cannot sell their oscar award without first offering it back to the academy for a dollar what yep and that's to like make sure that the award doesn't depreciate in value because people are out here selling them for like millions of dollars or whatever well yeah that's interesting to me because you are allowed to sell your championship ring if you are in the NBA, NFL, whatever it may be. And I've watched the show Pawn Stars a little bit. So you'll often see that with more so like the trainers or people that know trainers. Like maybe some players, if they're running out of money, they've spent all their money. But they'll get a good chunk of change for turning in that Super Bowl ring or that NBA right. championship ring. So... I guess maybe that's why I didn't see people trading in their Oscars for a big yeah, payday. <laughs> right. Well, it says so- someone tried to sell it to an auction years ago hmm. and they got sued by the Academy. Another Jeez. person was able to sell it because they said that they're, they, they found record or something that their uh, relative did not agree to the provision. So they were able to sell it and went for like, 800 something thousand dollars i was gonna ask how much it would be worth yeah it's a lot but i mean honestly scrap value is only around like four to five hundred dollars like if you were to take it to a scrap yard that's all that it would be worth i'd bring it to some sketchy scrap yard probably if if i was really strapped for cash like let's just say i'm a movie star i did really well to i have got a oscar but now i've spent all my money and I'm on the verge of being broke. Yeah, why not? I'd, why, why I'd, not? I'd, I'd scrap Take it for... Take an extra $500 for a scrapped Oscar. Yeah. Why not? Then I can buy myself a carton of eggs, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, who's uh, hosting tonight? I, I really don't know that much about it. If Jimmy you want to give me a, a rundown. Yeah, Jimmy Kimmel is hosting tonight. This is not his first time hosting the Oscars. I believe this is his third time. I was going to ask. third. I thought he... I was like, he hosts it every year, doesn't he? No. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Last <laughs> year they had way. three hosts and honestly it was an odd vibe um and what it was it was okay (laughs) you think it's better when it's just one host i i would rather it be like just one host or just have people come out and announce the awards i don't really know why they need a host specifically right because all the host does is eat up time (laughs) you know what i'm saying like yeah it's like you were watching a late night talk show and if I want to see Jimmy Kimmel, I watch Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. yeah. And doesn't it always run late anyway? Yeah, usually. And then, like, you have the people who want to give the long Oscar speeches, and then they get cut off by the music. But then, like, they say something, like, super profound, and the, the people mm. get roasted for turning on the music too early. And 
That's <laughs> kind of they're jerks for doing <laughs> that because this person up here talking about some serious social issue or something. So, uh, it's always gonna run late. You yeah, and th- there was um, problems before in years past where they tried to do some awards off air. Whereas, really? like, during a commercial break or something to save time, and Whoa. people threw a fit because, like, you're not giving them the same recognition. Like, you're taking some awards and holding them higher than others. Um, so I think the I think this year everything's just going to be in the the regular show. Yeah, that sounds like a recipe for disaster. Saying that only some deserve to be on TV and others don't. I know that's not what you're outwardly saying, but. That's kind of the actions speak louder than words of it. but And then also, yeah, just pretty much shooing people off stage by playing the music. That's really disrespectful yeah, it's, it's and It's always hurtful. an odd one. Yeah, it's okay if it's like, yeah, someone's going on. They just keep thanking everybody and everybody. Like, okay, that makes sense because mm-hmm. they do have a, a schedule to run. But there's some times where it's just like, oh, you guys should not have played the music right now. You're going to look so bad. Yeah, the only one I know of, because again, I'm not really one to avidly tune in, but I remember Joaquin Phoenix, right? That's his name. And he yeah. had a pretty profound and serious speech a couple years ago after accepting for the Joker, right? I think so, yeah. About climate change or maybe about uh, things that were happening in other countries or maybe both. I don't know. Something yeah. like that. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. So we'll... we'll... We'll have more news about that next week, maybe, once it's old news. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see if uh, I was right or wrong about some of those awards. And then last bit of news, Creed 3 has come out and taken over the box office. Uh, it's now topping the box office over Ant-Man Quantumania. Uh, but it actually has caused a... Uh, not, I don't. We don't know if it's a record because there's not a lot written down about this, but... Uh, a phenomena, if you if you may, where Jonathan Majors, who plays um, Kang the Conqueror in Ant Man, he also plays a role in Creed, a pretty pretty large role in Creed Three, uh, to where he's in consecutive box office toppers. Okay, and uh, I, I read an article about this that apparently it, it hasn't happened too often. And it's happened so little that there's no like record of how many times it has happened. So okay, that's a pretty interesting uh, thing because not not very many actors are in movies back to back like that that come out back to back. Usually, there's a pretty big break between their work because of the way just movies in general are. But since Ant Man had finished filming so long ago, mm-hmm. um, that timeline just worked out. Yeah, I'm sure. Maybe like during post COVID, maybe this will be a time frame where some of this will be a little bit more prevalent. And we're already seeing that, yeah, depending upon when they were filming things and when it was released, this is something that is possible. But still, that's pretty hard to do nonetheless. Like just because you're in a movie doesn't mean it's going to be a box office topper. And then just because you're in a second consecutive movie, same thing. So, yeah, that's that's really cool to recognize. That's cool. Yeah, fun stuff. Uh, and that's it for news for me. Not a lot going on right now. 
as we wait for the Oscars. Yes, everybody's anticipating that. I know I am, just so I can see if some quote-unquote experts' predictions are going to be right or wrong. But I, I am, I'm rooting for you because I know people on the internet can be ruthless sometimes. So <laughs> let's hope for the best. But speaking of events... And hoping for the best. Yeah. <laughs> Check out some... Uh, events going up soon to be on SeatGeek to get your tickets use code if it has a score and you'll score 20 bucks off your first purchase on SeatGeek using that code again if it has a score uh use it for any events coming up whether it's a theater event concerts sporting events mm -hmm. uh comedy events mm -hmm. whatever it is you're looking to buy tickets for make sure you check SeatGeek first uh, for your good deals. That's right. So events coming up. There's a lot of great basketball games coming up. There's also some meaningful hockey games coming up. Lots of great sports. And then as always, there's always great comedians to see, theater to see. Yeah, a lot of good theater coming back to Chicago coming up here. That's Wanna right. Prepare. Get yeah. your tickets before everyone else does exactly get them before they sell out get them from a reliable source and last but not least get them for a cheaper rate that's right save twenty dollars when you use code if it has a score all right it's time for us to go into our poster post game analysis uh for march sadness devin's got a game for us he's gonna walk us through it and uh we've got some characters we're gonna insert in here uh to see what played out during whatever game this is. I don't even know what sport it is. So I figure we would do a March Madness and March Sadness matchup. Why not? Right, so right. the NCAA has the right to the terms March Madness. But when you hear me saying it, we are going to be referring to the NCAA game that took place with obviously some March Sadness characters. I know some fans were surprised when they turned on their television or when they showed up to their arena to see who was in the starting lineup. Right, right. First of all, just to say, like, okay, I didn't know that they were still in college, some of these people. <laughs> Aren't they a bit old? And how do they still have eligibility to play? Well, folks, here's the thing. With COVID, that kind of complicated some things. So we may have some people that were red shirt red shirt red shirt and now all of a sudden they're in their 30s and 40s and still have eligibility to play so that kind of explains why we saw some of these players on these teams but first let's talk a little bit about the teams so yeah we had two facing off and these are teams from the West Coast, that's where they were playing. But who, who are these two teams that faced off? It was a, it was a great game. I know everyone oh, was anticipating this. Everyone was super excited to see the Breakfast Club versus the Steel Magnolias. <laughs> uh, it was a very intense matchup for sure. Uh, and it was hard to figure out which one you wanted to root for at times. I know. Well, luckily, it ended up being such a close game. So... We saw the winning team win by only two points, 61 to 59. Only a single basket. 60, put them in the lead. Yep, 61 to 59 was the end of the game. Before that, it was flipped. So the team that won 61 to 59 was down during halftime. They were losing 
33 to 34. That's right. So down by one point, end up winning by two points. So I forget. I should come more prepared to this, but dropped the ball here, literally. So who won again? Who who scored 61 and who scored 59? Oh, the Breakfast Club came Breakfast up on top. Club on by just top. that teensy bit. They mm -hmm. only needed that teensy bit, but they really yeah. brought it out, and especially in the second half. Absolutely, they did. So yeah, to be down by one point and then to make some halftime adjustments. So if you were the coach, we'll, we'll talk about some of the players, but if, if you were the coach of the Breakfast Club and you were down by one point to the Steel Magnolias, what were some things that you noticed and what were some things that you would be telling your team during halftime to kind of get them in that mindset and get them to be able to prepare for ending up scoring more points at the end and winning what what would you say what were your observations well you know this team sometimes seems like a team of underdogs you mm -hmm. you don't expect them to do super well because you read them at face value right you look at them and you're like oh it's these guys mm -hmm. and honestly like that's not always the right way to look at it because you should play it game by game you never know what's going through uh their heads you never know what preparation they've done uh you should just look at it game by game okay this team yes they may have a leg up but at the mm -hmm. same time they are uh doing their best they're trying their best and they're working hard to uh, compete well at this game regardless of what has happened in past games i totally agree i couldn't have said it better myself the quote is any given day meaning any given day any team could beat any other team so right. just because you're the underdog doesn't mean you can't win today. And just because you're the favorite doesn't mean you can't lose today. It's not guaranteed. We have had some talks about games being scripted as of recent, but I'm not buying it. Neither are you. Yeah, no way. Yeah, especially with these characters. I mean, these are athletes we're talking about. These are not people in scripted movies or television shows or anything weird like that. These are right. real players that exactly. we're going to be talking about and Real analyzing <laughs> exactly so first i'll talk about the end now that we know the result and kind of backtrack so this player for the breakfast club showed up when it mattered most so we usually wouldn't talk about somebody with this stat line but we have somebody who scored three points but guess what ended up being the three most important points because when they were down they sunk that three-point shot in order to gain the lead and win the game right, right so who was this player that made the one shot when it mattered most oh you you know who it is come mm -hmm. on will hunting <laughs> you'd never really expect much from him honestly you know True. he he started off honestly uh, for the 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 company the team yeah. He started off as a janitor for the team, <laughs> but uh, at some point the the team was showing up to to practice or whatever, and they caught him instead of doing his cleaning like he was supposed to be. He was making some some baskets. He was shooting some hoops, True. and they saw his skills. They were like, you know what? Come on, join our team. Uh, and he's he's done great ever since. He's been a great support, good assist, and he he was really able to uh, to pull through in the end there. I agree. Speaking of great assist, one assist in the game, also seven rebounds. So it's not like they were just running around, running laps, doing nothing, and then just at the last minute was the secret weapon. 
but it may feel that way to the other team that definitely took the wind out of the sails. I feel like they were underestimating him a little bit. They kind of saw who had the ball at the last moment, and they're like, okay, you know, we're not that scared. They're going to miss the shot, and we're going to win the game. But never fear, he ended up making the basket when it mattered most. Right. Very incredible moment for that team. Right. And I, like I said, felt like that that is their secret weapon. Again, you shouldn't be underestimating teams or players. Exactly, exactly. If you underestimate them, you know, they might never reach their full potential or they're going to surprise you. Absolutely. So now let's talk about the one that people are up to speed on. So some are saying that this player should have been the MOP, the most outstanding player. Um, In this game specifically, they were contributing on both ends of the floor, two blocks to go along with 13 points and eight assists. So they, or sorry, eight rebounds. So they were grabbing the ball on missed shots. They were making shots. If you were trying to make a shot, they were blocking you from doing that. So offense, defense, hustle all around definitely was a big factor for being able to get up and eventually get the lead. So who was this player again that everybody is just all over the nation has their eyes on? Oh, they always have their eyes on him. But uh, everyone's always talking about him, but it's very rare that he actually ends up getting to be in that celebratory spotlight, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, everyone's whispering like, oh, this player, this player, he's out there, but (laughs) then he doesn't get the recognition he deserves, you know? He doesn't get that screen time. So we're looking at Boo Radley from To Kill a Mockingbird. Right, right. He he really, like, swings in whenever it's needed. He's very helpful, but people kind of overlook him at times. Or they might think that he's, you know not as great as some people might say or maybe that he's a little scary because they don't understand him uh but the thing is he's he's a great player and you can tell just by the the stats from this game that he he is a good player and he does deserve his his time in the spotlight i agree that's something where you need to not just look at the stat sheets and not just look at wins and losses for the team that they're on but you need to watch them play You need to see what it is that they're doing because there's things that you do in a game that don't always show up on the stat sheet. You know, you're hustling around and you're setting picks and you're getting down low and you're hustling. There's a lot of things that you do that don't always show up like as a statistic, as a rebound, as an assist. But you are doing things that assist your team Helps your team get a rebound. There's so many things that when you watch, it's just so different than just looking at this sheet we have here in front of us and be like, okay, you know, did they score a lot? Did they rebound the ball a lot? Did they block some shots? Right, seeing the actual game really makes a difference there. Absolutely. So next we have the player that scored the most points on this team and also had the most rebounds on this team. While they didn't record any assists, they were still, I mean, they just had crazy hops. I mean, 14 rebounds, that is ridiculous. 19 points, that is also ridiculous. Dunks, layups, jump shots. I mean, we saw it all from this player, and I would say that getting those second-chance opportunities with the rebounds and scoring those points, 
we definitely this would have been a lot more lopsided if this player kind of wasn't firing all on all c- cylinders wouldn't you agree oh yeah and he's always firing on all cylinders people refer to him as the machine <laughs> we're looking at the iron giant man yeah, the we iron giant yeah, he's we super and like yeah some people might think that it's not fair to have him play in some matches but like come yeah. on when you got a player that's that great on the field how would you on the court how would you not play them absolutely that's we're talking about secret weapons and people that are so outstanding why not have somebody that is outstanding size and height i mean that is quite the advantage it's hard to be an underdog when you have somebody like that on your team but nonetheless it was enough to be able to score so many points, get so many rebounds. I mean, just just get them to where they needed to be for sure. Absolutely. So that was quite impressive. I'd like to just talk about one more player before we pivot to the team that fell just a little bit short. So somebody that was having a great day as a teammate and also was able to get a little bit of their own. So Five assists, that was the most for this team. Actually, the most of any player in this game. So five assists, four rebounds, great team play, but also 11 points of their own. Don't sleep on the fact that just because they were facilitating and that they were grabbing some rebounds, that they weren't also getting some of their own points. Right, right. Yeah, this player you usually overlook as well, just like we were talking about earlier. You overlook them. You judge them by their cover, mm-hmm. but then you realize in the end that you know what they—they've got something to them. You know, they're—they're—they are needed just as much as everyone else on the team. And we're talking about sadness from inside out. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she was. She's a great player, but again, like people might overlook that player because they're more and more emotional, or uh, they—they usually have some sort of negativity or something around them, but. That negativity is necessary so that you can get to the positives. It's like, right. yes, there's this sad bit of news here, and we need to recognize that sad bit so that we can get to the happy bit. Exactly. Somebody that's always seeing what's next was also able to see what's next on the court. So being able to see, I got to play over here. So pass the ball to them, and then look, now something's good happening for our team. All of a sudden, something wasn't happening at the time, but in the future, something happened. And then there's also something to be said about somebody that plays with so much emotion and attitude and brings that with them and kind of uses that as motivation. So that helped the Breakfast Club, I would say. Yeah. Now, and that team's really what, what helped them. That combination, those players, is what helped them really pull out in this game. Yep. There was also some great contributors but let's move on to the steel magnolias and some of their players and then talk about other contributors and why we may feel that they fell just a bit short so again this was the team that was leading at halftime so we did see another player on this team so we saw somebody on breakfast club have a double double we also saw somebody on the steel magnolias have a double double which is impressive for a shorter game. These games aren't as long as NBA. 
They're a bit shorter in the NCAA. So to get a double-double, they got 10 rebounds, 13 points. They also added two assists. So this player was doing everything that they could, in my mind, on both ends of the floor in order to try and make this a close game, in order to have the lead at halftime. And I think that they were one of the ones that, at halftime, was kind of feeling a little confident, maybe a little too confident, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. A little too confident. Mm-hmm. And uh, it didn't end up well for them in, in the end here. And we're talking about Don Vito Corleone. <laughs> um, it, it, very good performance-wise on the court. Always uh, a, a great player, top contender. Uh, but this time just did not have the stuff to pull them out on top. Right. Not this time around. They I were mean, definitely bested, yep. You thought, but you just you can't think at halftime that the game is over. You just can't. So what we saw in the first half, we needed to continue seeing more in the second half. We just did not this game, unfortunately. And can't let your foot off the gas. You can't exactly. start pumping the brakes with just a few minutes left. You got to... All gas, no breaks yeah, until exactly. the end of the game, as as the kids say, right? So <laughs> right. I hear. Right, right. So another player, the player that scored the most points on their respective team and tied for the most points between the any of the two teams of players. So 19 points, again, just kind of making everything almost. And then also added seven rebounds and one assist so yeah they they tried they definitely got a large chunk of the final total of the points excellent performance excellent throughout however there unfortunately was no saving private ryan this time (laughs) and private ryan i just i just don't i don't know if this is gonna affect his attitude in the future games or something but like i think you know the thing is, he kind of gets on himself about that stuff. Right. Uh, so we, we're hoping that they'll continue to play better after this. But uh, when when you have stats like that in a game and your team still doesn't win, that's uh, kind of disheartening. It is. It definitely is. Um, yeah, for somebody that plays their absolute best, their absolute peak, and it's not good enough from a win and loss team perspective – that may start to weigh on you a little bit. And you, like you said, this does weigh on this player. So are we going to see this trickle into the next game and the game after? We'll have to wait and see. But ahead of the tournament where when you're playing the next game, you may get eliminated if you lose. That's not the right attitude to have where it's like, oh, woe is me. I tried my best and it wasn't good enough. That's not... Something yeah, that's going to cut it anywhere, in this yeah. tournament. Right. And that's not right. the right attitude. And it may make you kind of turn on your teammates and be like, hey, I'm trying my best. What are you guys doing? And again, we're going to allude to that after we talk about just one more player and what I think is the tributing factor for the loss. I'll get your opinion on that matter as well. But one last highlight because I don't want to just totally – rule rule this team out and say hey they're down and out especially ahead of the tournament because they do have a lot of momentum and a lot of great bright spots ahead so let's just do one more highlight so we have a player that scored 16 points so 
Again, they were doing really well. They were hustling. They had some breakaway baskets, some layups, some dunks. That was awesome to see, showing off hops. And then, speaking of hops, four rebounds. And then also was a good team player. So this team struggled with assists a bit, but had tied for the most on the team two assists. So, again, not great. Not what you want to see. You want to see some players being more selfless, but nonetheless, two assists tied for the most on the team. So all around a good stat line. What, what would you think breaking down the film? What what would you, what were your observations? What did you like that you saw? Uh, from this player? Yes. I mean, there's – I think that they did a lot better than they might see in themselves. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I think they're going to be down after this game, but I think they really just need to be reminded just how much this team needs them uh, despite the loss, just how much that they they have to offer to this team. So right. George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life, um, he he's going to be down after this game, but I feel like if we can just shift his mentality so he's more thoughtful about the positives... Mm-hmm. rather than just the negative of the loss, I feel like um, he, he should be able to handle it much better. I totally agree. Yeah, that's something that they could work on and everybody on this team, respectively, could work on. But them, I like that you pointed this out for this specific player because, yeah, I mean, ahead of the tournament, it's going to be a grind and it's going to be like like show up and show out or you go home. So it's going to be really important for these players to work on some of their character issues uh, ahead of this tournament. So something I think attributed to the loss specifically, let's break this down a little bit. Don't need to talk about any specific players, but for the Steel Magnolias, we saw some players have 34 minutes on the court score zero points right so others a lot of time only score one point two point zero points i mean we saw some players basically just running out there and just getting their exercise for the day i mean they weren't really contributing too much maybe hopping around getting some rebounds here and there but weren't doing too much when we saw some of the role players for the breakfast club yeah they're playing some limited minutes but i mean to go in and score Seven points, six points, a little bit more than the other team where their players were not scoring as much in the limited time they had or if they had a lot of time to just go out there and not contribute really in any way besides like some of those other stats. I mean, you and I, we are experts. We know the team that scores the most points ends up winning the game. Not every expert knows that. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So you have to score points. All the other things helps you be able to score points. But, hey, you're out there. At least try to score a few. You would have scored two. This is a tied game. You would have scored four. Now you're winning the game. So a tied game, everyone's thinking maybe this could have went to overtime, but inevitably – we saw the Breakfast Club win. So what are your takes on, again, things that could have been worked on? You talked about what Breakfast Club worked on during halftime. What can steal Magnolia as a team? Well, if you were their coach, what would you say after this loss in the locker room? Well, I think, again, like, like I said, don't focus so much on the negatives. Focus on the positives. I think that they got a little bit too much in their head for sure mm. when they were up 
uh, ahead at the, the halftime mark. But, I mean, when you're on that team, every second counts on the court. Every second counts. You got to make it count. Got to make those scores. Got to score them goals so that you can uh, continue on and end out on top. Absolutely. I totally agree. I think the coaches of, drum roll, the Arizona basketball team and the UCLA basketball team. So that is the Bears versus the Bruins. So... I think that these coaches and these fans and these players would totally agree with what we have to say. So, yeah, that was the game where Arizona won 61, UCLA lost 59, fell just a bit short. But this was a game where, again, it was down to the wire. People were thinking UCLA, the favorite, was going to win. However, Arizona makes a last-minute shot to win the game and that was the only shot made by said player and that was something to where again that was just like you made the shot when it mattered the most so that was an exciting ncaa game there's lots of exciting ncaa games coming up during march madness again copyrighted slogan but we are using it when referring to their games nonetheless so that was us doing our comparisons or our plugins with March Sadness characters. So hopefully you folks enjoyed that and enjoyed this game. Speaking yeah. of games. And speaking of enjoying things. <laughs> I know somebody that has made a drink that is for gamers by gamers. Oh, yeah? We both do, yeah. And well, Please remind me. Sure, no problem. I mean, I actually was just drinking it before we're talking about this game, and it's going to help me during this game that we're going to play after. It's Midnight Energy, folks. Oh, yeah. That's right. I have some energy, I have some hydration, and I have some vitamins in me and in my body before we are talking about this game, before we're playing the next game. So, And thanks to Daylight Savings, you could drink it a whole hour earlier now. You can drink it a whole hour earlier you lost an hour of sleep, depending upon which state you're in. So you probably feel like you're it's, lacking some energy. Yeah, it's, it's like 11 p.m. energy now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so get yourself some 11 p.m. or maybe 1 a.m., depending upon your time zone <laughs> energy. So that is a great sponsor of ours that luckily for you folks, if you use our code SCORE, you can score 10% off of your order and support our great partners. Yeah, make sure you use that 10%. They're coming out with a new flavor very soon, so mm-hmm. follow their social pages on Instagram and Twitter. And Facebook. Uh, and Facebook, so that you can see uh, what, what's in the news for them and then get some, some orders of your own going. And TikTok too, I think. Yeah. Any anywhere where there's social media, go and follow them. <laughs> if there's people being social and they're broadcasting media, then give them a follow there. Also on their website, midnightenergyco.com. That's where you can make purchases and use our code SCORE. Ten percent off. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right, time to move on to our two truths, one lie. You go first. You did news first. Sure thing. So we're talking about NCAA. We're talking about the tournament coming up. So today is Selection Sunday as we're recording this. But as I currently checked, 
I have the rankings, and this might be easy, might not be easy, but we'll see. I just want you to tell me which of these three teams is not in the top three ranked. So I'll just tell you the teams, three of them. Pick out which one you think is ranked lower than top three, and I'll reveal what's really the truth. So Houston, Kansas, Alabama. Kansas. Oh, really? Yeah. You're just you're you're calling a shot I'm already? I'm just going Kansas. Kansas. Not even going to talk it through Kansas. So this was not only one week after you're talking about Kansas last week, weren't you? Yeah, because I said Kansas City was in Kansas. Yeah, so you're talking about how they're recognized and going off on a tangent about Missouri when no one was talking about Missouri. But anyways. I would you, say Kansas. So, <laughs> avid Kansas hater, Wes Skim is wrong Dang and it. is now one and two he cannot seem I to that re- Al- alabama and houston would be higher i really did he seems to refrain he cannot refrain from talking bad about kansas and talking bad about missouri but folks it is currently houston one alabama is four so that means they are outside of the top Three, UCLA, who I did not mention, is number two, and then Kansas is three. So it's Houston, UCLA, and Kansas. Alabama is number four, not number three. That is who you're supposed to choose. I'm sorry. I got it wrong. (laughs) Ah, Dang. So I'm one and two? Yes, you are. Or no, two and one? One and two. One and two. I thought I got... Did I only get one right? Yeah, last okay. week because we and both started zero and one. Right, and what are you at? I'm zero and two, so let's see if I could tie it up. But if right. not, you could bury the lead right now. Here we go. All right. Which actor has had the most marriages? Oh goodness. Uh, Mickey Rooney, Nicolas Cage, or Gary Oldman? Hmm. So. This is very fitting for March Sadness. Divorce, quite the sad thing. Um, Man, again, embarrassing. How could I? I don't really know anyone besides Nicolas Cage. Like, who are are those other two? Like, tell me a little bit about them. Is that really going to spoil anything for, like, they're outside of movies and TVs? Is it? Is it if you tell me what they're in? Is it really going to spoil anything? I, I, mean, I guess not. Come on, Mickey Rooney. You might know him from uh, the classic uh, Christmas movies from when we were kids, the claymation one. Santa Claus is coming to town. Hmm. He played Santa Claus. Okay. Uh, he was also in Night at the Museum as one of the old men, and you know he's he's been in a lot of things as as an actor. So uh, he's been around for a while. Is he the oldest? Yes, of those okay. three, yeah. Okay. But again, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's had more marriages. Yeah, people could be married for one week and then get divorced, right? Right. Gary Oldman is known as a more like serious actor. Uh, he's, he's been in a lot of different movies. He uh, was in most recently... Um, all right. Well, he's, he's been in a lot of movies. He um, was Dracula in dracula okay he was also um jim gordon in the dark knight Hmm. which is the the detective guy okay 
Yeah, he's got he's got a lot more serious roles under his belt. Yeah, so in some more serious roles, I'm sure Nicolas Cage has done more than like what I recognize him in, but I'm always talking about how my second guess would have been right and you know my first few guesses have been wrong obviously so Nicolas Cage would have been my first guess I'm gonna go with my second guess and say this actor that's been in more of the serious roles Gary Oldman that is maybe can't differentiate maybe he's just so fierce and serious and (laughs) And that he's too serious in his relationship yeah that he takes that like on the set character and brings it home with him. So I'm gonna go with him as kind of as if you told me more about him, kind of tucking myself into that option. Let's see if my second option ends up being correct. Uh, Gary Oldman has been married five times. Sounds promising. So has Nicolas Cage. Okay, so, so I bet Mickey somebody... Rooney up at the top with eight eight marriages. <laughs> eight. <laughs> So the oldest one was married the the most. Yep. <laughs> so you lied to me is what happened. I said it doesn't necessarily. I, I, know, I know. I know. I know. But yeah, Mickey, Mickey Rooney has been married eight times. So he has the the most of this group. Incredible. Well, here's what I'll say about that is if I would have had eight chances at two truths and a lie, like how he's had eight chances at love, maybe I would have eventually got this right considering there's only – three options yeah. <laughs> you would have given me eight chances unless I, you chose the same one like seven times i could have doubled down a couple times yeah <laughs> I, mean, I, I think you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> still nonetheless the, i should have went with my third option this time everybody and maybe he should have stuck with his third option and then only been married <laughs> three times and i could have been tied for been, uh, correct tied for right yeah. yeah but wow that is Sure, That's a something. Loss for both of us this week. Owen three versus one and two. Yep. So speaking of people in movies, really briefly, we didn't touch on the fact that next week we will be doing Devin's director's cut for March Sadness. So that means I have to pick a unfortunate and sad story for an athlete and then Wes has to cast that I know I can't gonna be a fun one to write I can't wait (laughs) until we have happier days ahead we you and I both know the theme for next month don't want to get too ahead of ourselves maybe some of you folks can guess but we will be unveiling that next week as we do or will we Oh, because this a month we have an extra week. Oh, we do really. Yeah, we got a fifth week again, so we'll be doing another uh, special uh, event. That's on the twenty right. So that means, well, we can reveal uh, that all still, next week. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. we'll tell I, you more. Yeah. So, folks, plenty of reasons to stay tuned for the following episodes. But we'd like to thank you for tuning into this episode, nonetheless. All right. As always, you can find me uh, at W Skim Milk on Twitter uh, and on WSkimMilk.com for this podcast as well as others. Devin. 
You can find me on social media as well, DevonLang32. NFL fantasy football analysis. We'll have the offseason coming up, free agency, trades, draft is coming up. So lots going on there. Football that's supposed to never sleeps, as reported by me. I don't know if anybody else says that. But yeah, lots of things to look forward to, as well as episodes of ours to look forward to. Heck All yeah. Alright, folks, thanks for tuning in. Thanks. See ya. See ya. Now, here are your hosts, Devin Lang and Wes Skim.